approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host once again, Coach Steve. We are back talking some more Dynasty today, guys. It's going to be a great show. As you can see, I am in the coach's office today. I am ready to rock and roll. And of course, I have my longtime friend here, Coach Jibs. What is going on, brother? Ain't much, dog. Just a little bit tired on this Monday. Um Wow, I can't believe it's already March. We got free agency basically this week, franchise tag deadline tomorrow. So, like, these teams are about to start getting their financial um, stuff in order. And this is basically, fuck me. Excuse me. <laughs> this is not a P-rated show. And this is basically going to be, like, the start of our fantasy season because, like, we're going to know who these guys are signing, what their direction they're trying to go in the draft. And this is basically how we're going to build our – 2023 outlook obviously in dynasty and redraft as the months go on absolutely and it's it's gonna be a lot of fun obviously you got two uh what is it, 11 days until free agency officially underway maybe it's seven days when they can start tampering and whatnot that's how it work that shit uh but it's coming so it's gonna be a lot of fun in the next few weeks especially with the podcast episodes and us talking so uh, today, guys, uh, we are talking dynasty buys for the quarter uh, for the wide receiver and the tight end positions. Coach John could not be with us today; he's having some car issues. But he'll be back next week. Don't worry. So uh, we'll get into the news first because there are news. A lot of things broke today, which was always fun to see because it gives us some more things to talk about. So let's start with the news. Derek Carr obviously is going to be signing a four-year, one hundred and fifty million dollar contract with one hundred million guaranteed to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Jibs, what is your reaction to this? Do you like this signing for fantasy? Uh, I do like the signing. Like, the NFC South is just a mess, and just to be honest, like, they could put anybody in those four teams, and I would have been happy with their outlook for 2023. So, um, Derek Carr, like, obviously the Saints have a decent defense, better than the Raiders, so, like, maybe he could actually have some chances to kind of shine. And, like, that division's winnable. Like, I saw last year, it was basically a, a race to, what, eight wins? <laughs> so, yeah. like, if Derek yeah. Carr could just come in there, do his thing, don't throw up on himself, like, and become a 9-10 win team, I think the Saints did the right move and they could be a playoff team. And um, we'll see how it goes because, obviously, like, every year we talk about this. Like, the Saints just be fiddling with the money. They find ways to make it, and then we'll be talking about them next year with the players they probably have to let go. But, like, hey, Saints, good job. You got some quarterback better than Winston and Dalton experiment and Taysom Hill. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a, an upgrade. I wouldn't say it's a major upgrade or anything like that. Derek Carr has had his struggles to, of being mediocre, mediocrity uh, in fantasy or in, in the NFL as in general. He just really has not really took another level. He's kind of just that guy. But maybe a change of scenery is what is needed for Derek Carr. He did. He is back with Dennis Allen, who was his head coach back in the early early days of his. Uh, NFL career so maybe there's some spark to kind of get him going once again 
I don't really think it changes Derek Carr's fantasy value all too much because I don't I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be there. I mean, I don't know if Alvin Kamara is going to be there. They have Chris Olave, which is great, but that's just one guy. So it'll be tough to see if Derek Carr can take another step. But for me, he's just kind of that high-end QB2 fantasy right now. I mean, that's kind of where I see him. Chris Olave gets a steady increase. I mean, he's got a more... Uh, you know, consistent quarterback instead of older Andy Dolan and obviously Jameis Winston and how he is nowadays. So Chris Olave obviously wins this for sure. I don't know if Michael Thomas will be there. Jawan Johnson, I mean, he did love throwing to his uh, tight ends back in uh, L.A., not L.A., Las Vegas. So maybe he gets another bump himself. But, you know, it, this is what the Saints need to do. They take the next step in their development here. And, and, and Derek Carr in general for fantasy, I feel like it was really tough to kind of understand where to, like, him in terms of how to buy and sell him right now i mean the last like possible trades i've seen for him is two second round picks someone offered me a late to 11 for him and i'm like no i'm gonna hold him now you <laughs> might be able to maybe now get a late first round pick um for him now or maybe you know more of an early first early second round pick into that nature you know his his stats gonna bump up right now is it a good time to sell him jibs would you sell off of their car now if I had him on a roster, hey, man, like, the change of scenery is always good. So, like, if anyone's dying to have a quarterback in the Superflex League, I don't see why not. If you have, like, um, at least, like, options. But, yeah, yeah like, why not? Like, we, we, like, you told us, like, this guy's been mediocre. He's basically QB, what, 12 to 15, like, every year, no matter what. He'll have a good first half of the season and then something – crazy goes on the second half and it just seems like he never could have a full season so like if you're gonna get someone who has a perceived value that hey like Derek Carr's gonna be awesome for the Saints man do it I would yeah I mean if you could pull off like a second round pick in this year's draft and or a first next year or a first and a third for this year's draft I mean that's the kind of value I'm seeing for Derek Carr I think first that's how I view him right now in terms of super flex leagues obviously much lower in single QB but yeah, definitely he takes a little bit of bump in terms of his uh, trade value, but I don't think his overall fantasy value is going to change. But now that he has a team and people might be buying into him being on the Saints now, it's a good time to sell high on him. All right, Calvin Ridley is back. That's all you need to know about Calvin Pete Rose. He is back on the field. He got reinstated by the NFL. Good for him. And then, of course, we have three players that were tagged today. Tony Pollard with the Dallas Cowboys. Evan Ingram with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Josh Jacobs tagged with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to say about them. They None of them obviously signed it yet. They all could be looking for long-term deals. Maybe they could still get traded. I, I don't know. Uh, is there anything you want to say about these tags, Jibs, offhand? Oh, no, these are basically what we were assuming that these teams would do during the offseason. Like, I know that Josh Jacobs and the Raiders didn't really have like the prettiest ending in 2023 and he wants out. I'm sure the Raiders want him out, but like, obviously there's financial implications for it and they don't want him just to get away for free. So like I can see a trade going along with that. Evan Ingram was a great piece of that offense. They're probably trying to keep it together as long as they can and run it back. Um, and then Tony Pollard is simple, man. The guy was awesome last year. Zeke is pretty much washed up. So they don't want to let that guy, Lucy there, but we'll see what these next week's the tags brings because I think that's where we're going to have more interesting conversations. 
Yes, obviously, yeah, absolutely. The tag deadline does end tomorrow, so we'll see, obviously, next week, like Jib said, if there's any more to, to discuss. I, I think it might be a reassurance for all these players at this point that you know they're going to be on a team in 2023. I mean, it could be a good time to start looking on to selling Josh Jacobs now that we know he's going to, well, we'll see, but likely play for the Raiders this coming year, and if they do sign an extension, you know he's going to be with that team. I think they're trying to do that, so it could be a good time to sell off on Josh Jacobs. I, I think using that value, what he did last year and him being in the same situation, you know, and likely to see a heavy workload once again, uh, could be a good time to trade off of him. So. Yeah. But, but, before like uh, summer time happens and then he has to report to camp and then we have a holdout situation yes. and no, that definitely. will kind of deter his value too. So <laughs> it's always good. timing with it. Yeah, you definitely want to take advantage of that, like Jibs just said. I like that, Jibs. I'm not even thinking that sense of they could just not play. So it's better to get them off your team now and have to worry down the stretch. So, all right. So that is the end of the news, guys. Well, hopefully, we're going to have a lot of news over the next few weeks, and it's going to be fantastic. But as of today, that is all we have for you. So we are going to get into our dynasty buys for the wide receiver and the tight end positions. Obviously, me and Jibs have three wide receivers each and a tight end for you to buy this offseason and obviously even before the free agency begins. So, uh, Jibs, we can start with the wide receivers. Who is your first wide receiver you would like to buy? Um, <laughs> this guy's name was dragged through the mud all last year. Um, I would like to buy DJ Moore, and I know he had a tumultuous uh, 2022 season, and I know before that season started, everyone was kind of in high hopes of what DJ Moore could do, and – I think the value from the beginning of 2022 to the end of 2023 um, has taken a hit. Uh, he, I found it kind of funny that he finished top 24 in both PPR and wide receiver. I mean, standard leagues last year, because it felt like you were getting nothing from him on a week to week basis. Um, I think he's top 24th in PPR. He was 19th in standard league. So um, dynasty is all about speculation and um i think carolina panthers are definitely going to try to fix their quarterback problem they're not going to go with that three-man experiment they did last year so like i know before the draft combine happened and whatnot i could figure like maybe like anthony richardson would go there but now his name just went <laughs> boomed up over this week and so like maybe it's like a will levitz but anyway i think like a prospect is better than what they had with sam darnold with baker mayfield and pj walker so if i could get a chance to buy low on dj moore who's basically he's 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 like a wide receiver too for you there's no there's lack there's no competition there besides what um terrence marshall because the panthers want to believe in them but um I, if i could get me some dj Moore, and i don't know where the value is for him like trade value wise we'll probably get into that but he's still a young ass he's 25 probably going to be 26 this year and the sky's the limit for him like i just know like the, i'm not going to chalk up last year because DJ Moore was bad. It was bad quarterback play. It was bad rhythm and all the timing and people going in and out. So I want to get some DJ Moore before his price goes back to where it was years prior. Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a few trades for you here, Jibs. Um, no. Would you give up? Huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> would you would give you up your t- late, a late 2023 first round pick for DJ Moore? <laughs> Late 2020. Uh, I think I would. 
Yeah, I think if you're in that later round, you're looking for wide receivers. I don't think a lot of these wide receivers are overly impressing. So if you want a sturdy veteran like DJ Moore is now, I mean, he's going to provide you with upside. The touchdowns, we don't know, but he's going to provide you with at least over probably 1,100 yards, more than likely to whoever throw him, throwing him the ball this coming season. Could you trade away Mari Cooper to get DJ Moore? <laughs> uh, I actually quarterback, would. I mean, he does have a big you would trade Amari Cooper, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I can. I mean, I could see it absolutely. Um, what about Christian Watson for DJ Moore? Would you rather have a young, young potential stud without maybe Aaron Rodgers, or would you rather have the reliable guy in DJ Moore? Hmm. I think. I think I will stay with Moore. Uh, Aaron Rodgers not being there kind of scares tough. me. That is tough, honestly. I think that's like probably the toughest of the ones. I, I don't know. I guess it really depends on what you're trying to do. If you're looking for more consistency on your starting lineup, it's just Actually, hard. It's hard without Aaron Rodgers knowing what he's doing. That's the thing. But I'll change my mind. I'll go with the younger guy. I'll keep my uh, name brand. I mean, my branding right. Yeah. Younger player. I, I think I might keep DJ Moore just because I know he's going to – I have just one season isn't going to do it enough for me for Christian Watson to, to just <laughs> do that. So. But, yeah. All right. Uh, so that is uh, DJ Moore with the first buy. Uh, over to my side, guys. Uh, my first buy is going to be Gabriel Davis, my my guy. I'm going to continue to stay on him all offseason again. Yes, I am going to do it. Gabriel Davis, I mean, yes, very, very disappointing. Obviously, just one game over 10 fantasy points over the last seven games of the 2022 season. Very disappointing, obviously. But he's young. He's in a contract season here. I don't really see the Bills. I know we've talked about the Bills early in episodes, but I don't really see him. I don't really see the Bills going out there to acquire a big time number two guy to take over with Stefan Diggs. And I think this is going to make or break year for Gabriel Davis, who's going to go be going to free agency next year. He's going to probably want to show up as best he can. And I think, you know, I mean, 49 receptions on you know 93 targets, that has to get up a little bit better. You know, I think there is more big play to his game this coming season here. I mean, I'll wait. I want to wait and see what they do with the running back position. If they really do bring in a a big workload guy for it, who knows yet? We'll wait to see on that. But I think Gabriel Davis, the way, what I'm seeing in the trade market for him for him right now is someone I want to buy low on. And I think he has still has that upside potential. It might not be as trustworthy as we saw last offseason that we were hoping for, but I still think there's some upside in his game. Some of the trades that I found is Nico Collins for Gabriel Davis. If I can get rid of Nico Collins, who I do like. For Gabriel yeah. Davis, I still would do that. You're getting the upside in the high-power offense. I love Nico Collins, but Gabriel Davis has that upside that I like. Uh, a 2023 second-round pick for Gabriel Davis, I'm still willing to do that. And if it's maybe the one or two, maybe I won't. But like anything after four and the rest of the, that second round, I'm down to give up to get Gabriel Davis. I don't think this wide receiver class is going to be an elite class uh, for years to come. I think Gabriel Davis still has value that I like. Uh, Greg Dolchich. Uh, from the tight end from Denver Broncos. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm in a tight end premier league, I mean, I still kind of want to have Gabriel Davis, unless I was just completely shot at tight end and no backup plan, but I still think Gabriel Davis has that bigger upside than Greg Dolce does in that Broncos offense. And then Aaron Rodgers is I'm rebuilding, or if I just have enough quarterbacks that I'm not really trying to hold on to, I'm happy to give up Aaron Rodgers for Gabriel Davis right now, because I just don't know. You just don't know if he's going to play after the season. You don't know if he's going to even play this season. So I'm happy to give up Aaron Rodgers to get Gabriel Davis on my team right now. All right, Jibs, 
We are back over to you, my friend. Give us your second wide receiver. Uh, you already mentioned him before, but it's Amari Cooper. And no matter what he does, I just feel like the fantasy community doesn't give him any flowers. Um, 2022, he finished as a top 10 wide receiver in both standard and PPR leagues. And I think every fantasy manager, including myself, are lamenting the fact that this guy's production was obscenely wild like dj moore took the cake last year but cooper at least had like some consistency like his home and road splits on last year were like night and day he had 18.2 points per game at home and then his road performances dropped seven points to 11.2 ppr points per game so dude i think he did pretty well with drew kobe Brissett last year and we saw him have some some productivity with Deshaun Watson. So I'm kind of banking on 2023 Deshaun Watson finding his rhythm and his groove again. And given the fact that they have him and Donald from people's Jones out there, I think they could probably put it together and kind of kick out like that old Cleveland Browns mentality of just running Nick Chubb into the dirt. I think they're actually going to have a passing offense next year. And if you could get Amari Cooper on the cheap, like a guy who's basically – I wouldn't call him like, I know in years past, he was probably like a, a high end wide receiver one or a low end wide receiver two. But if I could get a wide receiver two production, age 29, probably going into 2023 with a couple years left, um, you sign me up because, like, especially if you're contending, I think like Mark Cooper is a person that can be overlooked, but I feel like his value isn't as high as like a stud receiver that you could probably um, have a comp to. Okay, I mean, yeah, I like that one there a lot too. I think, especially for a contending team, it definitely would make sense to get a guy like Amari Cooper for sure. I love that I gave you a trade for both your bylaws. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was crying, uh, <laughs> laughing about. It. I was like, oh, uh, so wow. I won't ask you again because obviously it's one of the trades I do see. But uh, would you give up two second round picks for, to acquire Amari Cooper? The way I hit on second round picks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, hey, sometimes people just don't do that. Um, I mean, people just don't know, you know, depends. The second rounds are hit or miss. And especially with wide receiver, could easily be hit or miss. Um, yeah, I would I do mean, like a late second. I mean, an early second and like, say like a late second, hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, that's, scenario. that makes sense. I mean, I even see it a second and a third. I mean, that's, that's oh, definitely. Sign me up. <laughs> exactly. What about a 2025 first? Two years away, first round pick, Mark Cooper. Nah, I wouldn't do that. No, yeah, okay, okay. I understand. Um, trying to see what else there is really here. I mean, nothing really for one-on-one. I mean, would you give up Mac Jones in a Superflex League to acquire Mark Cooper? <laughs> I mean, I guess you'd have to have okay at quarterback to do so, but if you had a yeah. quality depth at quarterback, would you do that? I would because, like, even – like, given, like, Mac Jones, like, I know, like, he's a quarterback now, but, like, there's not, like, any, like – concrete evidence in my heart saying that he could be a starter for the multiple years like bill belichick could get him out of town next year all i care all you i might know. you might be able to get a second and mario cooper for like a guy like mac jones just because it's super flex maybe yeah. so you might be able to get actually more because people might want it i mean i'm not buying too much into mac jones please don't do that no, but you might don't. be able to get something a little extra added to that if you think you need it um to acquire a guy like that so okay uh, over to my second wide receiver. Uh, it's Alex Pierce from the Indianapolis Colts wide receiver. Second round pick last year's 2022 draft. Um, he was pretty decent at times. He made some flash plays, you know, wide receiver 33 from a certain stretch of the season here. He was productive at times. Uh, his second half 
didn't really you know do that well. Kind of struggled a little bit, unfortunately. Uh, but he did lead the team in targets four different times throughout the entire season here. So clearly at times they used him to be the main guy on the team. He was kind of more that field stretching type of wide receiver here. And again, we don't know who's going to play quarterback uh, for the Indianapolis Colts, but we assume that it's going to be someone who's younger and can air the ball out downfield, hopefully like a Levis or a CD. So uh, which they both can do very well. So that is going to be a big bump, hopefully for Alex Pierce coming into 2020 three season here and then you can get him relatively cheap a 2024 second round pick i'm willing to do that for sure especially if you know your team is on is is starting to get to that next level i saw trading away keenan allen and a 2024 second and getting pierce with that a total trading allen and then also and then acquiring pierce with this 2024 second round pick i'm willing to do that for sure personally especially if i'm rebuilding because i don't know how many more years you're getting out of keenan allen especially full 16 game seasons. Uh, I think we saw last year that, you know, his early on injury career is probably going to catch up with him in his older age now. And I don't know if he starts 16 games or 17 games in another full season. So this could be really good to get a guy like Pierce, I think has upside. And then Zay Jones for Alec Pierce. Absolutely do that. Zay Jones on a high end season, he did really well, nothing against him, but with Calvin Ridley coming back, and likely in an improved run game and, you know, obviously everyone else coming back. I just don't see Zay Jones having that high target share again. Give me Alec Pierce, who they're losing Paris Campbell. And I don't really see anyone else in that receiving game besides Michael Pittman right now. So and I doubt they go that route to get a third wide receiver in the draft. So I like Alec Pierce right now. So, all right, Jibs, back to your third and final wide receiver buy. Who you got? I thought there was only two. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Michael Thomas, just kidding again. But um, obviously, like, um, I want to look into, like, the Saints wide receivers. Like, uh, John was here. I was just going to, like, pat him on the back and say Chris Olave because I will buy the moon for him. Because in my thought process, I think um, – well, this is before like the news with Derek Carr. So like um, I, I just believe that Michael Thomas will probably end up getting cut. And obviously that just opens the door for Chris Olave to become that one a, and we saw him last year, just put up good production, even by himself. If he could kind of continue that into the 20. Well, while Jim figures that out guys, um, well, you know, he mentioned, you know, by lows, but you know, this, these episodes here, not particularly have to be buy lows. We just want to players you want to buy, even if you potentially want to, um, you know, want to buy high now on a Chris Olave, do that because he is going to be worth it for, for sure. And he's going to have good seasons coming down the road here. And I think Derek Carr can keep him alive. Jibs just left my chat, but that's okay. But yeah, he is going to be a producer in fantasy and maybe you're buying as a first and second round pick for him. And there's still potential for him to even go higher than that. Uh, that that's the dis- definition on what we're talking about when it comes to buy, buys, dynasty buys. Nope. <laughs> Completely lost your jibs. Uh, my third and final wide receiver buy guys is Kyle Phillips, the wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we see the Titans going through a change here, but it seems like Ryan Tannehill is going to be back with the team, which is going to be good for this wide receiver core. And obviously, if you haven't heard the recent news that the Titans are trying to shop Derrick Henry. And that is showing me a sign that, yeah, they're going to want to try to throw the ball a little bit more unless they really go out there and get, um, you know, 
uh, oh, I can't think of his name, the guy from Texas. I don't know why he's playing a BJ Robinson um, at the 11th pick overall, which I seemingly doubt that's going to happen. But it could be a sign of they're trying to throw the ball more and become more of a passing offense here. Now, Kyle Phillips missed most of the season with an injury, and he's likely going to be the slot wide receiver. But in his first game, he had six receptions for 66 yards. He was on fire in that very first game of the season, and then he kind of got hurt and kind of missed the rest of the year. But he wasn't anyone particularly special coming out of the NFL draft, but I always said that Ryan Tannehill loves throwing to his slot wide receivers constantly. That's why A.J. Brown made his living. That's why you know, Jarvis Landry made his living. One year, Danny Amendola made his living that way. And I think Kyle Phillips can end up doing that for you. And you have to give up basically nothing for Kyle Phillips uh, for the most part here. And I think you could probably get away with giving a very minimal effort to get him. While there are some trades that are like hmm, interesting, but um, and I'll talk about them right now, like Jalen Warren for Kyle Phillips. Uh, it really depends on what you're looking for, what kind of quality depth. Uh, I like Jalen Warren from the Steelers, but uh, I'd probably end up holding him just for that reason, just because running backs are hard to come by. But like Mike Isecki for Phil, uh, Kyle Phillips, still probably want to hold Mike Isecki on that note. Um, so my buy lows aren't really the greatest trades, and there's not a lot of great trades out there for him. But a 2023 third-round pick, especially if it's a late third-round pick, I'm kind of okay throwing that towards getting Kyle Phillips on my team because I think there's potential for him to do very well. There's no one else on the uh, the offense outside of Traylon Burks and, and uh, Chig that are going to really demonstrate – attacking the offense i think getting that underneath guy like kyle phillips on the team will be really good hey kyle what's going on the classic duo yes well if we lost we lost jibs but he is around somewhere so but kyle phillips i think is a guy that you could probably give up more than likely a 2023 fourth round pick potentially and and get him on your team because i think there's potential there a late 2023 third is probably a better more realistic option but throw throw them later round picks out kyle phillips i think there's potential for him to uh, to see a bigger role in this offense coming in 2023. So, uh, well, since I don't have jibs with me, guys, um, I'm going to continue with our last and final part of the show tonight, and it's going to be tight end buys. Um, we have both one each. I don't know what jibs is, so I can't comment on jibs's buy low, but I will give mine in the meantime. Uh, my buy low is Cade Auden, wide, res- uh, wide receiver, tight end out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is my dynasty buy low tight end right now because – the way I see it, a lot of these young tight ends have kind of flashed that people want to buy them, like Daniel Bellinger, Chig, um, Greg Dolchich. Some of these guys really stepped up this rookie season, and people are trying, or like they're really out there trying to acquire them. And no one's really talking about Kate Auden, obviously, because Tom Brady had left uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So no one really is looking at offense as a real potential for anything. Although as a rookie, he did have 65 uh, targets, which is pretty impressive, I think, for the most part. He ran the seventh most routes. He had the fifth most red zone targets, even only, unfortunately, only having two TDs, uh, which suck. Uh, But think of it like this. Tom Tom Brady is going to be gone from this team here now. And what did Tom Brady do a lot of this year? He threw it to a lot of his running backs. You know, Rashad Waite, Leonard Fournette both had a lot of targets this coming year. I don't see that in the new quarterback they're going to bring in is going to probably dump it off as much, especially because more than likely they're going to use their legs a little bit more than Tom than 46-year-old Tom Brady could and actually get a scramble out of the pocket. We don't know who that is yet, but likely there's going to be someone there who can kind of move a little bit more and give him more time in the pocket there. And I think Kate Onnen will be either a rookie best friend, a young quarterback's best friend, and continue to thrive in this offense here 
as guys like Mike Evans gets older, Chris Godwin is starting to creep into that older age and they don't really have a run game. I like white a lot, but I just don't see him being a guy who ends up being a three, like a 290 yard, 290 carry running back. So they're going to have to throw the ball uh, probably a little bit more this coming season, even though Brady threw the ball a ton, but I expect it to be a little bit more towards guy like Kate Odden, a young tight end who I think will develop into a really good tight end. This class here, I think is in this class, the 2022 and 2023 class are going to be um, a really great class altogether. Yes, Kyle, uh, the classic two disappeared. Jibs had some mic issues, but uh, I am finishing the show off off on my own. So, um, but Kate Odden, Definitely willing to buy low on him now. Uh, some trades that I did find on Kate Auden. Um, Elijah Moore for Kate Auden. I still might want to hold on to Elijah Moore just because I want to wait to see if Aaron Rodgers ends up showing up on that team because obviously it's not Derek Carr now. Maybe it's Jimmy G. I'd still want to hold off slight hope because I do. Lo- I love Elijah Moore's talent. A 2023 third and fourth round pick for Kate Auden. Yeah, I'm willing to do something like that, especially if I don't have a tight end on my team, whether it's tight end premium or not. I think he's a good young tight end that's going to develop really well in this league. Chase Claypool for Kate Auden. I might consider that. I don't, I really, I like Chase Claypool really flash as a rookie, but I just don't see where his potential is over the next few seasons uh, in this bears offense to really take that next level. So, you know, give me, you know, Kate Auden, who's a young tight end, I think will fit very well in this league over Chase Claypool's inability to, you know, see consistency on offense. And then finally, a 2024 fourth for Kate Auden. It's a smash hit. No, no effing way. So, uh, no freaking way. I'm sorry. So, hey, you're back, Jibs. Can you hear me? Oh, I hear you now, my friend. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the hell happened, but to finish my point, also looking at Rashid Shahid on the Saints, like if based off my thoughts, if I have Michael Thomas doesn't come back, there's this Chris Olave out there on the roster right now. They have Traquan Smith, Deontay Hardy, Keith Kirkwood, Keith Merritt. Juan Baker, no names. At least we saw Shahid have some small moments last year in the limited role. And if Michael Thomas is gone, you might have a larger role for him. And hypothetically, he's probably free or not even worth like a fourth rounder. So like look into him. And for a tidy tight end, right? Tight end? Tight end, um, yes, yes. By low, Jake Ferguson. Um, obviously with the reports that um Tony Pollard got franchise tagged today. Um, kind of makes me wonder that <laughs> they are probably not financially sound and definitely Dalton Schultz is not getting re-signed. So he's probably going to end up walking in free agency. That leaves Peyton Hendershoot and Jake Ferguson as the only tight ends on the roster. Historically, Dallas has been a tight end ha- haven. Like you see tight ends have good careers over there. Dalton Schultz had like a great three-year period where he caught um, the average 94 targets, 66 receptions, 666 yards and five touchdowns since 2022. And I know we saw glimpses of Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershoot. And I know Jake Ferguson is a fourth round pick while our Hendershoot's like an undrafted free agent. So I kind of think that uh, given the draft capital, he'll have the first nod at the tight end gig. So if we could go into 2023 with Jake Ferguson as a tight end option for Dallas, I think he could be in for a, a good spot. Like, but obviously we got to see how the role and everything goes, but as a low hanging tight end, who's pretty much on waivers or they probably got scooped up at the end of the last season, but you probably could talk to a manager to see like what you could get off them for them. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's a really great one to buy into. It might be, again, it, people might be end up 
trying to persuade people to buy high on that percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could end up paying out. We've seen cowboy tight ends with, you know, I mean, it's been some pretty great ones produced, but they usually produce in Dallas. And I don't really see it. I remember a season where the tight end position didn't really produce in Dallas whatsoever. Uh, obviously, we know that Dak Prescott's always loved his tight ends for since he's been in the league here. So, like, both those cowboy tight ends have a real shot at at really stepping up. Jake Ferguson, you know, he was the guy who was the draft capital. So maybe he'll get first dibs at it. Uh, I mean, the values might have gone up since now. I mean, would you give up a, like a second round, late second round pick and tight end premium leagues for Jake Ferguson now? Oh, God. Um, the third round pick is what I've been seeing prior to this. But with the value going up, it might be worth it. So we'll see. Man, Tell I might. Me. But you also got to think that you have like three stud tight ends in the draft too. <laughs> that you probably get that same pick. For. That is true. That is true. Yes, I probably wouldn't, especially until I find out where their draft is with these tight ends. But uh, overall, I mean, maybe a late third round pick for him is a pretty good value overall. I mean, I, I don't see. I mean, an aging player that you could kind of get off your team. You might be able to get like a, you know, like a Chase. I think Chase Edmonds was on one of the trades with for him and Jake Ferguson. I mean, something like that. Something grab a player, throw a player that maybe has some value, maybe yeah. still, but doesn't really have big value. Could be a good play to get um, a guy like Jake Ferguson on your team. So, I love that, Jibs. That's a good one too. I like Jake Ferguson a lot. I'm hoping him or or you know Peyton end up doing something in there. So, because I have a lot of shares of these, and not splitting the the work either you know? i hope not i hope not so but um that is actually going to wrap up our show tonight um you went through your tight ends i went through mine we went through wide receivers today guys um a lot of great things here overall and a couple things um joe actually Jeb, i'll let you go first anything you want to mention before we wrap tonight's show up? oh lord no i'm good sir he's good all right love a, to get new that. headset or new headset. Uh, we need AirPods. to get a new headset. Yeah, we uh, dip into the the business funds. Um, so, uh, just a couple things I want to go through us real quick before we do let go tonight, guys. Thank you, Kyle, as always, telling us we did a great job. Thanks for always tuning in, my friend. Love it. Have to get back, get you back on soon. Um, we will have a Thursday, a Thursday night show this week, guys. We're going to have a, a guest on from uh, Dynasty Nerds who went to the NFL Combine. He's going to give us some risers, maybe some fallers uh, for the rookies in this coming dra- draft here. Uh, we'll obviously be back next Monday. And, oh, Geno Smith just got locked up, I think. Uh, if I could pull it up. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yes. I don't know the details yet, but uh, Seattle and Geno Smith have finalized a new multi-year contract to be the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, Geno. Quick reaction. You, so. What you got? Gino, my man, you did good last year. I hope you can replicate your success. Um, I'll be drafting you at the end of uh, late rounds and uh, redraft leagues this summer. But um, kudos to Gino for real, though, because, like, his career has been, like, a tornado in the sense, like, being drafted by the Jets, then going place to place, being back up, and finally getting his chance and performing. So, And it yes. makes a lot of Metcalf lovely for next year. Bravo. Never thought we'd be so excited for Gina Smith news now. Not at all. Uh, but this does bold the question. Now, he did really well one season. I'll give him that. Really good season. Worth the comeback player of the year. Um, a potent guy there. But is it a good time now to sell off on Gina Smith now that we know that he's going to be with Seattle the next few years? Like, are you willing to, 
if you could get a first round pick, a late first round pick in Superflex leagues to, for Geno Smith right now, are you doing that? Thank you for your services, Geno. You've done well. He's gone. I'm yeah, sorry. He sent me I that think, first round pick. I, I think, I mean, I want to maybe like try to get a first and a third and try to be greedy, but yeah, like, <laughs> a, like, a, like a late first round pick for Geno Smith right now, I don't think his ceiling gets higher. He did great last year. He's probably going to be a solid QB two for fantasy. Um, but you know, with Kenneth Gainwell, that Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Kenneth Walker likely to take a bigger role probably in that offense. Maybe Geno Smith. Oh, it's a three-year, hundred and five million dollar extension. Wow, interesting. Good for him. But it might be a really good time to sell off on Geno. You know, he's with Seattle the next three years. We don't know if he's going to continue to have that big spark. But I mean. It's a good time to sell high on Geno. Now that's now it's the time. Sell high on Geno Smith. If if someone's buying into that comeback of his career, good time to sell now. So, but uh, just to finish off the show here for us tonight, guys. Of course, like I said we'll have that Thursday show this week. We'll be back next Monday with a mock draft show, startup mock draft show. That's going to be a lot of fun. And then obviously we're going to get into a bunch of uh, you know free agency stuff over the next month, and eventually the rookies in April. So. Uh, until then, guys, uh, always please go follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Please go follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube uh, at The Fantasy Coaches. Uh, hit us up over on Instagram as well at The Fantasy Coaches. I'm trying to think out where else we may be. We don't have a website anymore, guys. If you were looking for our website, we do not have that anymore. We kind of scratched that from the show. We're going to try to do more uh, videos and live shows into that nature as well. So uh, that's the direction that we're kind of moving towards here at The Fantasy Coaches. I'm going to try to get us on more social media platforms, but we are not working on our website at this time, unfortunately. But we're going to always continue to provide you guys with fantastic content. So we'll be back on – well, I'll be back on Thursday, guys, but we'll be back as a crew on Monday for our next show. Until then, guys, thanks for listening, and have a good one. The back is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock cans. I've been feeling super-duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act. Interacting, shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High up the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed. And these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track Listen up Jack, I'ma head back Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up Go!